0: Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream, I'm Viola. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about movies that are chaotic. Some of them have chaotic plots, some of them have a lot of characters that the audience would be chaotic, or there might be other reasons for you to discover. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Black Cat, White Cat. Marco is a small time hustler living by the river Danube with his 17 year old son there. After a failed business deal, he owes money to the much more successful gangster Darden. Darden has a sister, Aphrodita, that he desperately wants to see get married so they strike a deal. There is to marry her, but none of the two care much for an arranged marriage. There is in love with Ida. Aphrodita is waiting for the man of her dreams. And shotgun weddings. (laughs) The first new movie we're going to talk about today is actually a classic re release. We haven't talked about classic re release for a long time. And this is a movie released in 1998. What's so special about it is that it's a movie from Federal Republic of Yugoslavia, a country that doesn't even exist right now. We can know that from the introduction that this movie is basically a comedy, but it's also related to crimes, and there's also romance element in it. As we heard in the introduction, after Marco and Darden arranged the marriage for their son and sister, Aphrodite is missing. So, Darden hires people to find Aphrodita. And after a lot of obstacles, they finally find Aphrodita and realize that she's with a man she loves. And that man also loves Aphrodita as well. The most dramatic thing is that the man Aphrodita is in love with is the grandson of the best friend of Mako. It does sound very complicated, right? That's the reason why I say the topic for today's episode is Chaotic Films. The movie was directed by the award-winning director Emir Kusturika. He was two-time Cannes Film Festival winner, and Black Cat, White Cat was his signature in the 90s. The movie also won three big awards in 1998 at the Venice Film Festival. So it really is an amazing comedy. Actually I'm not quite sure whether the protagonist is Mako or Mako's son. But originally Mako is a gangster. He doesn't really have work so he does nothing every day. But in order to have some money to do business at the black market he lies to his father's friend. Saying that his father has passed away, he has nobody to depend on but only him. Hoping his father's friend can give him some help. But what happens is that when Mako is going to deliver the goods, he's knocked down by somebody. And by the time he wakes up, all the goods are gone so basically this movie talks about marco's problems and how he's going to deal with them i think this movie is suitable for people who are interested in movies made in federal republic of yugoslavia and it's always interesting to watch movies from long time ago and now let's listen to the second new movie we're going to talk about today dc league of Super Pets. The Justice League are mysteriously kidnapped. It's up to the League of Super Pets to save their masters and defeat Lex Lothar at his own game. But can Crypto save Superman with the help of Batman's dog, Ace the Bat-Horn? Standing united against a common threat, the Super Pets will do whatever it takes to save their humans once and for all. And I'm up. Okay, Crypto. We'll go for a walk. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is an animation. And what's interesting about it is that it's a DC movie, but it has nothing to do with all the superheroes, because it talks about their pets. Their dogs, actually. I don't think they have cats or other animals. As a Marvel fan, I personally have no interest in this movie, but I do think it's interesting because I guess it's the brand new happy adventure DC brings to us. Cause usually DC is much darker than Marvel. But this time, since it's related to dogs, pets, and it's an animation. So it's pretty happy. And originally the movie started because the director and the scriptwriter, Gerald Stern and his wife went to a shelter to volunteer they saw that the animals were so helpless and jared stern thought that oh what if they have superpowers what would happen and that's how the movie started but the director really doesn't want people to think that this movie is an animation that's cute and funny even though it really is energetic and funny the thread and crisis in the movie look very real. So the director wants the audience to think that this is a very great superhero movie. Again, although it's an animation, all the DC superheroes still support it. Well maybe not all, many of them. So I think DC fans won't be disappointed watching it. Although the human superhero characters in the movie are supporting actors we still can't belittle them because once you know who dubbed for them you will be amazed and i think the character people are most looking forward to is batman and the actor dubbed for batman is keanu reeves keanu reeves said that he always loves batman so he finally is able to dub for him i don't know why keanu reeves has never been casted as the Batman. Maybe because they want Batman to be a white person, while Keanu Reeves is mixed, so basically he still counts. I think the movie would still be good if Keanu Reeves is the Batman. But anyway, he gets to dub for Batman in the animation. So if you are a fan of Keanu Reeves, don't miss DC League of Super Pets. Before we move on to Top 007, let's review what we had from last week first top three was top gun maverick and top two thor love and thunder top one was minions the rise of group and what do we have from top seven to top four there are two movies in this section that i want to talk about so guess which one top six crayon Xinjiang, mononoke ninja Den. top five no. What if I told you that today? Top 4 what? Fully trained I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. Because if you, you put peace out in the world? DC League of Super pets I have an owner and the Superman. Let me just iron that out. You should call me Iron Man. <laughs> okay, let's see what we have from Top 7 to Top 4. I guess it's not that difficult to guess. We've talked about Crayon Xinjiang last week and DC League of Super Pets. Are you serious? We just talked about it. So both Nope and Bully Trend are the movies that I want to talk about. And I personally have seen Bully Trend, so I have a lot to share. But I think today I want to talk about Nope. Because if Bully Trend stays on the chart, I will have many opportunities to talk about it with you. So let's talk about Nope today if you are a fan of the director or you love get out and us there would be more surprising surprises for you in nope the script of nope was written in 2020 when the pandemic struck the director thinks that the fear generated during the pandemic is a kind of hiding or escaping Actually, I don't really know what the director means here. I'm not sure if he's a vaccine conspiracist or what. But maybe he thinks that we can't be afraid of COVID 19 for such a long time because if we have nothing to do with it, we need to live with it. But I'm a person who doesn't want to coexist or co live with the virus. So yeah, I don't know what to do, but that's what the director thinks. As for the reason why he named the movie Nope, and just one word, and it's such a weird name, the director said that there are many different reasons, but one of them is to invite the audience to watch a horror. Well, even if you named the movie Nope, even Yep, I wouldn't go watch it. I don't watch horror, it's scary. But anyway, the director wants everyone to know that a horror movie can reach a certain emotional effect with its rules and elements through the presenting of the story. Basically, after Get Out and Us succeeded, the director wanted a larger challenge. And that's the reason why he chose UFO this time. For him, Steven Spielberg's movie was the one that affected him the most on the scale and visually. But he wants to tell the audience that, what if alien cultures are much darker or much simpler than we think? What would happen? So you can tell that, nope, is not only a horror, but also a sci-fi. And the director wants the audience to feel something different towards the clouds on the sky after watching it. Well, I personally don't want to think something else about the clouds. I just want them to be clouds. So let's move on to top three to top one. Top three, four, love and thunder. He went from dead body to God body. And after all that Top 2. Top Gun Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. Top 1. Minnie, The right of tea. Alright, alright, I'm not Minnie. Please stop calling me that. Okay, so we don't really have any new faces in this section of the charts this week. But Thor and Top Gun switched their position. And I know we've talked about Top Gun and Thor for many weeks. But as a Marvel fan, I'd like to talk about Thor at least one more week. Because in the previous weeks, I talked about the reason why I don't like this episode so much. But today, I'd like to point out some parts that I do love. Remember when I first introduced Thor Love and Thunder. I talked about Russell Crowe as Zeus in this movie because he was in the trailer and he's also in the credits so there's no spoiler at all but I guess today we can talk about spoilers. Aside from Russell Crowe as Zeus we have some other A-list cameos. If you still remember I forget whether it was the second or third Thor. I think it was the second one. We saw a stage play in Asgard. Back then, Matt Damon played Loki in the play. And once again, he's Loki. And this time, we have another actor playing Thor. That is Chris Hemsworth's brother, Liam Hemsworth. So I would say these are small easter eggs that you can find while watching Thor Love and Thunder. And what's more interesting is that they don't only appear when the play was shown. They're even brainstorming new scripts when the children are kidnapped. So that was hilarious, I would say. Talking about cameos, actually the whole family of Chris Hemsworth is in this movie. His wife played one of Thor's ex-girlfriend I believe it was the wolf girl I'm not so sure but there's this short clip introducing Thor's past and that includes the ex girlfriend which was acted by Chris Hemsworth's wife and his daughter played the daughter of Gore the God Butcher so you may wonder in the end Oh, this girl looks much more like Thor than to Gore. At least the hair color, right? And that's because she's Thor's daughter. As for Chris Hemsworth's twin sons, one played Thor when he's in his childhood, and the other played one of the kids when they're kidnapped. So I think all these details are things we can feel happy about when we watch movies. Is there any other easter eggs that you notice while watching Thor Love and Thunder? Please tell me and maybe we can discuss it next week. I'm trying my best to catch up with the schedule and remember to come back for the next episode. I'm Viola, see you next week.